Hi folks, Jean here and welcome to today's episode of Have You Ever Read? This week I'm speaking to my school friend Olive. We sat down to speak about the literary classic The Pilgrim's Progress. For those of you who haven't read it or heard of it, The Pilgrim's Progress is a fiction book that uses algory, I really hope I pronounced that correctly, to describe the adventures of the main character Christian as he journeys to the celestial city, heaven. As you will hear, Olive's journey to faith is itself a bit of a pilgrim's progress and a testament of the faithfulness of God. The Pilgrim's Progress, although a fiction book, touches on all aspects of the Christian walk, both the positive and the not so positive. During our discussion, Olive and I spoke about how both of our mothers had experienced the loss of a child. We also spoke about the difficulty of losing a family member through suicide. Now I suspect that many of us have had to face death in the last two years and I hope this section of the podcast is an encouragement to you that despite your loss there is hope in the midst of darkness. If you've never read a Christian fiction book then I hope we are able to convince you to give one a go as you listen to Have You Ever Read The Pilgrim's Progress with my friend Olive Drury. Um, today I'm joined by my friend Olive. Um, I will let Olive introduce herself to you. So Olive, do you want to tell us about yourself? Yes. Um, hi, I'm Olive. Um, yes, I'm a friend of Jean's. Um, we went to secondary school together, um, a girls' school. And um, yeah, they were actually fun times, good times, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. For where we were. Um, I have a friend, right? Yeah. Hopefully he's going to be listening to this podcast. He doesn't believe that I went to Charles Edward Brook. So- <laughs> <laughs> why i don't know you'd have to ask him his name is eric so can you eric, tell gene went to charles edward brooks girls school <laughs> yes we did Thank you very much. I, don't, I don't understand why exactly. yes i did go there also known as chips eggs and bacon oh like <laughs> seriously oh lord have mercy yes chips egg and bacon and we won't go into uh, some of the other um yeah we won't go into some of the other ones <laughs> that we used <laughs> so, um yeah Olive and I uh, as she said we went to secondary school together um but I we haven't really kept in touch as much as we would have liked to but yeah. often I've seen Olive's posts on Facebook and actually I've been encouraged by them so I thought you know what yeah. this is somebody that would be worth speaking to on this podcast and so I invited her on um so Olive what is it that you do um um in life generally now um so I am a mother of two boys um nine and eleven um I also work in a school um so I work in a primary school um currently in year two um which is really nice like it's really fulfilling it's really um you get a lot working with children yeah um so yeah I'm I work in a school um a mother um (laughs) I mean oh it's a lot to be honest what else am I Um, it's a lot lot in itself um I think people often I mean well now and now people are becoming more aware but the role of a mother is actually quite significant and sometimes our society makes us underplay its significance Mm -hmm. Um, and we know that um, children are a gift from God and we also know that it is through children that Satan's head will be crushed so I personally think that part of the underplaying of it in society 
Mm. one of the enemy's um tools absolutely 100 yeah that's how it's going to be crushed so yeah that is absolutely true yeah so just what what um you want to tell us a bit about your salvation story and um the type of church that you go to now yeah so um i think with me um it's really like one where so I when I was younger I used to go to um the tabernacle like in Elephant Castle okay yeah so I used to go to the um Sunday school there yeah we used to get picked up for the Sunday school um and then like the Tuesday meetings as well but um actually while I was there like it really like got me thinking um I've always sort of like been thinking about the things of God but at the same time when you're young you kind of just want to have fun you want to like <laughs> you want to be a child you want to do what everybody else does um but in any case you know I think I was like literally always just fighting mm-hmm. between like being in the world and like um living my life for Christ um you know and I remember I think it was called Lighthouse mm-hmm. fun enough um my friend which we also like went to school with um Manuela okay and um, we were like happened to be in the park on a bench um and a guy Marlon um <laughs> came and he was like just talking to us about Christ he took our numbers and um, we okay. took his but yeah no he actually approached us amazing wow um and again like yeah so he was just like telling us about christ and um took our numbers um gave us his and literally i think months and months and months must have passed um and you know again at the back of my mind there's always like this fight i feel going on you know um and so i was like you know what let me give him a call just randomly and then so he invited me to church um, and I went to church and honestly, like now when I reflect back on it, it's, um, it's like, you know, when the story of like, when, um, um, the shepherd goes out to find like the one lost sheep. Yeah. Literally when I went to church, that's what it was like. Like he told everyone about, um, like how, you know, I guess he evangelized years ago. Yeah. not years months <laughs> at the time um and like you know he gets this call and it's like which is quite nice do you know what I mean because it's like at the same time um I believe God plants people yeah. within your story yeah like it's never wasted so he might be thinking like oh like did I help to save that life or not mm-hmm. yeah. um but no it's never wasted I believe um you know um, we were clearly planted there that day. He was clearly yeah. planted there that day for a reason. Um, went to church, absolutely lovely, loved everything about it. Um, I remember going up when they did the like call for like giving your life to Christ. I did go up. Um, um, so yeah, I actually, I don't believe I went back. So, you know, there I go, just back by myself again. Mm-hmm just you know journeying along this life and then I remember like I'd literally be by myself asking God different questions I'd be sitting in my room just thinking God how do I know what's the right church for me there's so many different kinds of like denominations within like 
um, Christianity. Yeah. Um, you know, just asking lots of different questions. And I was just like, but even with that, what if like, you know, as I'm getting older, like my partner is a different denomination to me and like beliefs are like slightly like different and stuff yeah. like that. So I had all these questions that I was asking and, you know, I think God is so faithful that, you know, as you progress and walk through life, he, there's he will always on like you will get your answers to your questions yeah. it might not be straight away but you will um and I also remember I think I was either about 13 or 14 and I literally remember sitting in my bed and um like in a sense it was like a burden on my heart because I just remember being like thinking to myself like god I really want to live my life for you yeah. but and I literally remember saying this to god and I said but and I literally said, give me until I'm like, give me 10 years. I literally said to God, <laughs> I, I literally did. Um, I can't remember. I must, have been, I must have been about 14. I said, Lord, give me 10 years and I will give my life to you. And obviously, um, when you're that young, there's so many things you don't understand and know. And I think now when I reflect on it even more, I understand then that even though it's like, why should God do that for you? But it was like, actually, at that point, I was making a covenant with god right you know um not understanding that at the time um but yeah fast forward 10 years later Mm -hmm. um and i didn't actually realize this at the time but when i was 24 that's when like i gave my life to christ okay um not didn't remember anything about what i said to god or whatever um i just remember like uh, my partner came back from Sierra Leone at the time and he was just like really on fire Mm -hmm. God on fire for God and you know and I started thinking to myself like oh my gosh like the question I had years ago about oh like what if my partner's you know yeah like at the time I wouldn't say we were saved yeah um so I literally just had my son and we wasn't like really safe um but basically God was working on both of you at the same time Right, right. Um, so then um, it just so happened that we were like so then we, we were just like on this journey where it was like literally watching like the Christian channels mm-hmm. and watching the preaching we didn't actually have a church we were going to at the time and then like I saw this um, this pastor preaching um, on, on, on one of the channels and um, actually it was in Elephant Castle so I said um, and I literally just said to my partner like right we're going we're going out on Sunday and he was like, okay, where are we going? And I'm like, we're going to church. <laughs> and it was like, literally, we just went to church. Um, and it was Elephant Castle. So it's like, it wasn't too far. It was local. Mm-hmm. Went there. Like, instantly just felt like, oh, like, it was, you know. It like, felt like home. Yeah, it felt good. Um, and then, it, having said that, I then wasn't really going as frequently. Mm-hmm. He then was, like, going more frequently than me. Literally, to the point where, like, they probably thought it was single <laughs> um, but then obviously I started like going and after a few times and like really listening and it was one of the first times where I'd like listened to somebody preaching and I actually understood because that's one of the other things that was difficult for me and this is one of the first times I felt like oh wow like I understand like 
I get the message. I understand the scripture. And, um, you know, I literally remember like one of the calls again to give your life to Christ. And I, like, I had to get up even though like years ago I gave my life to Christ, but not really because I was still living a worldly life. Yeah. Um, I literally had to get up and I just remember like, just, I couldn't stop crying. I literally couldn't stop crying. Um, and literally, I think from that, point i've literally never looked back so um like even though like i since go like i now go to a different church Mm. but um you know i'm so thankful to god for like he's um his faithfulness yeah that's what i was thinking you know yeah Um, i feel i feel that your story yeah your testimony is a story of god's faithfulness like it was almost like he's kept tugging on your heart until you said yes Okay, cool. Yeah. So I guess we better start talking about the book. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I'm one of those ones that go on. I'm really sorry. <laughs> so um, what book have you chosen and why? Um, so I chose The Pilgrim's Progress. Um, and the reason why is because I think it really depicts um, us as Christians right. um, and our journey in life. Um and it does it in a way where, you know, you can really picture yourself. Like me personally, when I read, read the book, um, I can picture myself. Yeah. You know, like all the different, like the different characters, the different names. And then I'm thinking to myself, like, yes, we go through this and we go through that. And it's just that understanding that we are Christians and it doesn't mean um, we're not going to fall. We're not going mm. to fail. Um, it's a journey you know, and we have to know that in order for us to get to our Beulah Hill, so to speak, we, we really have to like just stay on that journey, trust God. And, you know, he will, when we lay our burdens at his feet, we will get that peace, yeah. you know, yeah. but um, yeah, we, so, life is a journey. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> when you, when you told me that you wanted to do Pilgrim's Progress, I was really happy. Mm-hmm. One, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> it's not a book that people that I've met yeah. um, describe it as something that's had an impact on their Christianity. So yeah. I was really intrigued by that. Yeah. And then I was also happy because it's a Christian fiction book, right? Yeah. So far on the podcast, I've only had non-fiction books. So right. I okay. wanted a fiction book, but mm-hmm. the problem is I don't actually read fiction myself. Yeah. So, so I was really glad that you had opened my mind to something different and also mm-hmm. i think that i have an idea for a fiction book but because i don't yeah. read fiction right yeah i can't really write what i don't read <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was i'm so grateful that you actually opened my eyes to to the book um yeah so for those of you who haven't heard of pilgrim's progress um pilgrim's progress is a book it's a christian it's called a christian algorithm I don't know how to say it and how to pronounce that word. <laughs> sorry for those who are listening. Allegory, algory. Yeah, you get what it means. Basically, mm-hmm. it's um, it it uses um hidden messages to yeah. describe um themes and features throughout the book. So, um, the characters are named like what well, the main character is Christian. Mm-hmm. His wife is Christiana. Yeah, um, you have um characters like um Mister. 
uh, great well, hearts, yeah. different, different characters describing different aspe- aspects of Christianity. Right. Um, and so it really, as Olive said, makes you think. Um, so Olive do you want to talk a little bit about the structure of the book is how is it divided is it like chapters yeah so you've got chapters um and um uh, funnily enough um I also had to kind of like go back and just refresh my mind read a little bit more um and you get you I mean at, in, in, in these days you get lots of different um versions etc but um yeah it's it's divided into chapters um but it does start with um christian's journey where um he's found this book um and it's talking about the destruction that's to come um they live in the city of destruction um this destruction that shit to come and he's like he's really burdened in his heart um but at the same time he's read also about this great celestial city and where like the the um the leader is like just amazing basically um compared to like what how they're living now and so he's so burdened by it um and he talks to his wife about it about it she's not convinced and you know he's got to make a choice and he chooses that you know he must go and find this um celestial city um so he starts his journey um you know, and as he goes on on his way, he meets lots of different characters, good and bad. Yeah. Um, you know, um, some of them obviously put there to try and stop him, get him to return back to the city of destruction. And then obviously um, God as well has put characters in um, place for him who are there to um, sort of support his journey. So, for example, Evangelist, um, who is a character we see pop up quite a few times in his journey um faithful um uh uh, what's his name um hopeful yeah i'm I'm like oh but um yeah you get lots of different characters um on his journey some of them take him off path and some of them bring him back on on path um but yeah, I think throughout the whole journey, what's what's amazing is that yes, well, like like we said already, um, we're going to go through so many things in life. But ultimately, he made it to where his eyes were set, yeah, and where his heart was set, which was um the celestial city, yeah. So um yeah, so yeah, it's got lots of different um uh, ca- um chapters, and obviously each chapter he's um he faces like sort of like a different test um but yeah overall so so what would you say was your favorite part of the book um i actually think the favorite part of the book is um the end for okay. me um so where they get to you know they've got like that the, the big river yeah they've they've literally gone through He's gone through all kinds of trials, all kinds of <laughs> tribulations, and dragons, and all sorts. And you know, <laughs> literally, like you really fought hard, Christian. Um, and he gets to this river. He's with hopeful, and he's thinking, like, oh, okay, I can see like the city in the distance, but it doesn't look like there's any way to get to the city except that we go through it. And, um, he, I think he's more scared. Like they're both scared, yeah. but hopeful is more sort of willing to go. 
Whereas Christian was like, you know, I think he was a little bit more scared and um, hopeful. Yeah. And um, one part in the book where it said, um, basically, it's going to be as shallow or as deep as your faith. It's about your faith. Yeah. As shallow or as deep as your faith. Um, if you believe, if you have the faith, then the, the, the cross will be, you know, it, it won't be as turbulent but mm. if you which is which is normal because actually i think that the river in itself represents death yeah and um it's that you know i think even as christians sometimes we are scared of death mm. you know um but i think it we need to get ourselves into that mind frame of death in this life that we are is something that we're all going to have to go through um you know even earlier on in the book you see faithful is burnt he's killed um so you might not be old so to speak when you go you know even we know as christians as well we will go through persecution you know but just back to that um being scared of death so he was thinking like oh am i not going to see the celestial city like i'm going to die but it's understanding i think that and that, that this is why it's just you know it's so profound to me just understanding that in order for us to see the celestial city yeah we literally have to allow this physical um you know body this mortal body to die yeah and you know be able to put on like the incorruptible body um that we get when we die yeah. and actually we're not really dying we're we're we're, we're rising again into like an incorruptible body, a body that won't die, a body that, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing about it. That's, that's worldly. Yeah. And you know, yeah, yeah. I I like what you just said there. And it's made me also think about um, the verse when Paul says he dies daily. Mm -hmm. So apart from just thinking about using the river in the Mm -hmm. book to signify just um, actual death, because yeah. that is actually what the book is talking about. But it also <laughs> brings up that the daily dying, right? So mm. what, what you said can apply to any challenge that we go through every day, Absolutely. right? A lot of the time, we don't want to die to our flesh and to right. our feelings. That is very and, true. Because we're afraid. But as you're saying, if we actually do die to it, we get this new incorruptible right body which is different so a lot of the time we don't see the promise that we're looking for mm. as in, in this case the celestial city as the book says right like exactly. this, this promise that we're expecting to god because we're not willing to to cross that river and die so yeah exactly no that's so true uh going back to so i was going to say my favorite part of the book so yeah i don't know the edition that you read but the edition that i had right it was divided yeah. into three parts so there was an okay. introduction yeah by the um author john mm-hmm. bunyan and yeah. then there was um part one that you're talking about with Christian's yeah. story and then part and then two part was two, yeah. christiana's story right so yeah. what was most interesting for me actually in the book my, my favorite part was actually the introduction mm-hmm. um because i write books right and yeah one of the things that the um john john bunyan's kept saying throughout was i don't know if i should be releasing this book i don't know <laughs> if <laughs> if this is good enough because um people say that you should just stick to the scriptures as they are why are you bringing about you know making mm. the story the bible has already been written right the point was do you know what um if some people can understand christianity or christ more i'm gonna mm. write this Absolutely. And, he, and and he said that he struggled a fair bit 
um, within himself to find out should he do this but then he just said you know what i'm just gonna do it if nobody reads it then no one will read it right fair enough right someone does read it Mm. and i was encouraged by it for a number of reasons one he wrote the book in prison which i found out after (laughs) yeah oh my gosh yes um and then preaching yeah so so so, i mean yeah he wrote the book in prison that speaks for itself yeah two at the time he was writing and he was and people were condemning him and saying you know keep this to yourself no one knew that actually this was going to be the book that people would describe as like the first novel ever in english language so um this book pilgrim progress for those of you that don't know is not only significant in christianity Mm. um is written in the 1600s i think yeah um, it is but it it's also significant for the whole of english literature it is seen as the first english novel ever written it's actually yeah. known as the apart from the bible it's yeah. the best most, most read book most like literally um so yeah it's you're definitely it, right there so so yeah, I, right. I would say that to anybody who's out there maybe listening to this and thinking you know maybe the lord has placed it on their heart to write we don't really know where our writing is going to go. Maybe mm. no one's going to read it in our lifetime, but we don't know yes. how long the earth is going to go on for. Exactly. And my understanding is with this book, um, it was pr- printed after he, uh, maybe seven years after he came out of prison. Mm. And then subsequent to that, it was, it's been pr- produced or edited um, like thousands, hundreds of thousands of times. In so world. many different in versions. Languages, different oh. versions. And it's very significant. Many great writers, C.S. Lewis, yeah. um, and of writers of his kind have said that this book influenced their writing. So absolutely often we never know what the Lord is gonna do with our work. So we should just give it a go. And then I did um recently from my quiet time, just I'm going off topic, but <laughs> I was really encouraged by this. Um Luke chapter one, verse one. Yeah. When Luke is saying to um that he's r- to Theolopius, I never know how to say his name either. Sorry, um, uh, Luke is saying that he read and spoke to people mm-hmm. using different sources, and then yeah. he determined which of the sources was correct mm-hmm. and included that information in his gospel. Yeah, and what resonated with me is that we don't know all of the written sources, the names no. of the written sources, no. but what we do know is the stories that are in Luke, but they're not in John, they're not yeah. in Mark, they're yeah. not in um, Matthew. So yeah. imagine if the person who wrote down um, the parable of the lost coin never wrote the parable yes. of the lost coin, we wouldn't have it, yeah. even though we don't know who the author is. So I guess the point is, for those of us that write or do anything, like if the Lord is placed in your heart, just do, do it. it. Yeah, just Literally. I don't know where it's going to end up. And it's a good point you made when you said like, he didn't know like you know like in terms of um there's already the bible like why should he write this story like what if it helps um a christian and i think what this um pilgrim's progress does actually is that it breaks it down for you in a way that you understand what he what, what what john bunyan did here with this book is he genuinely took the word of god and put it in a way that we can understand in terms of like our walk with Christ and what what that looks like, you know. Because I think, like I was saying earlier on, um, different people have different ideas of what it means to be a Christian. I think sometimes, and it really for me, 
like I said, I could literally see myself in this and it just depicted so clearly for me. Like, yes, we're going to like go through trials and tribulations. Nobody said that a Christian is perfect, you know, and I think it makes it feel better for you as a Christian, actually, knowing that, um, oh, okay, I'm not alone. Um, this is very normal. Yeah. Um, you know, like other Christians also go through this, um, like go through trials and tribulations and other Christians sometimes fear and other Christians sometimes go off, um, deviate from whatever they're supposed to be, the direction they're supposed to be going. Um, and I think that's what this book did. It, it, it made it clear that this is Christianity. Like Jesus didn't say <laughs> you were like, everything was going to be perfect straight yeah. after. No, that's not what it says. Like you, you continue, you're going to continue to have that, um, journey of um you know trials and tribulations because one thing that I always think of as well is um I always think to myself the devil's not that bothered with unbelievers because once you're in that state of like unbelief um you're you're his so mm -hmm. to speak but when somebody gets saved or like they're going towards that direction that's why the devil like you you might find actually sometimes the people that go through the most in life are, are christians are believers they go through so many trials and tribulations why because the devil wants us to turn around and say where are you god like yeah. if if you are real why you let me go through this but i think in all things god has never told us that we're not going to go through things in fact it says in the bible yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death so that's telling us that we're going to go through a lot of things yeah but don't fear because god is with us amen and that's what it is it's we're going to go through things but we need to understand and know that yes the devil's going to throw his darts but god is actually with us you might get a little scratch here and there but ultimately like god is not going to allow the devil to have his way with you yeah. you know as long as we have that faith in god and i think it's when we place our faith in god knowing that um he's it's him it's he's got us you know um in all things we're not doing it by our own strength it's not by our might it's by him and that's when you know you can really see that protection of god you know and i think again you have different types of christians you have christians who maybe they pray against witches and wizards and this and that and then you have christians who their prayers a little bit different it's not because they don't believe that there's witches and wizards. It's because their faith is based upon like, I'm already covered in God. I am hidden in Christ in God, you know, therefore if I'm hidden in Christ in God, um, the devil can't touch God. So if I'm hidden in God, how can the devil touch me? He can, but try, but he cannot touch me, you know? And yes, he's going to throw this and throw that at you. Um, you know, but it's just, knowing ultimately that in all things you know like god says in his word um whatever happens to us it's not he's going to turn it around for our goods like he doesn't use anything to harm us everything he has for us is for our good and to prosper us um you, yeah you, you so. said a lot there i mean and a lot <laughs> of what you said is actually covered in the book so you mentioned the valley of the shadow of death that's yeah. actually covered in the book and yeah. oh yeah christian goes through that and is actually attacked by the devil <laughs> 
I know. Oh gosh. It literally goes through the valley of the shadow of death and the um the was it the valley of um of um oh of not shame. Um um I forgot the name. But you know valleys he goes through valleys. He he goes through some stuff. Yeah, he does (laughs) go through valleys. And what what you one of the things that you said, so like I said earlier, the book is divided into two parts. So you get Christian's journey mm. and then Christian dies and then um, goes to heaven. Mm. And then his wife, who didn't originally follow him, yeah. goes on her own separate journey. Mm-hmm. And um, she also goes through, her and her children also go through the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah. different for them from Christian is they didn't believe the attack from the enemy. So mm-hmm. Christian... Um, although he overcame, he fought yeah. the devil. Yeah. He used the word, he used his sword to overcome the, yeah. the, the devil, the, the dragon. Yeah. As you said, they, the, the, the Christiana and her children were able to go through the valley with less um, turmoil. Turmoil, yeah, that's the word. <laughs> Partly because they understood and believed that although the enemy is throwing stuff at us, this is yeah. a destruction, it's yeah. not actually real. That yeah. just plow through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm. Everything will be all right. Yeah. I had a guide who was there with them. Um, I think it was Mr. Goodheart, Greatheart, Mr. Greatheart. Mm-hmm. He was throughout the, the the their journey. He yeah. was saying to them that, look, guys, this is where Christian went wrong. This yeah. is where Jack went wrong. There was no Jack, but I can't remember. <laughs> <the name. laughs> yeah. This is where this person went wrong. And look over there. It looks like it's a deep ditch, but it's not. Really, it's actually quite shallow. Just yeah. put the head down and go through. And so yeah. when you said um, that there are Christians who believe that they are hidden Christ, which is true, mm. I think it, it resonated with me because it reminded me of the book, right? That actually, yes, the enemy is going to throw things at us, but mm-hmm. it's our perception which allows us to either um, make these um, darts, as it were, bigger than actually than they actually are, whether or not we're going to believe that we are hidden Christ and that he can't touch us or we're going to say oh no I can't give up the enemy's throne <laughs> what should I do oh no and then sometimes instead of um resting or hiding under the shadow of um God we have yeah. to step out and yeah. then that's when the enemy try is. to do it ourselves and I love that you mentioned like the journey of like Christiana and her um like the family the children um, because actually, I think in our walk with Christ as well, when you have somebody who's already gone ahead of you, yes, who yeah, is like yeah. already like a very strong, yeah. devout Christian, and literally what you said about like if you know if you're humble enough and you you listen to like their teachings or like they tell you about their past and what they've gone through. And you can understand. So, like, I think... You you mentioned something um, that I wanted to to go back to. You Mm. mentioned um, about Christian. Yeah. And um, the fact that he went before them. So, Mm. in part one, um, he did his journey. And then in part two, Christiana Mm. and and her children and a whole group of other people were following. (laughs) Now, you know, what you said actually something i was thinking about at part one of the book right to be honest with you i actually hated it mm-hmm. i found it to be a bit whiny i was like okay this guy 
he decided to go on this journey why is he complaining can he get a grip he's either going forward or he's going back it was a bit much for me like (laughs) it was long-winded yeah and when I went part two Mm -hmm. I understood it all because what happens is every time that they go through the same challenge as he did Mm-hmm. There is someone telling them about how he overcame. Yeah. And and what what actually really resonated with me is that a lot of the time when we're looking at people that have gone before us, we don't actually accept or recognize that they actually were a bit of a mess along the journey. Yeah. So even as we are messes, mm-hmm. really not that deep. Like the key yeah. is to just continue. I yeah. mean, Christian story. Christian story became a revelation to everybody literally literally because he made it to the end yeah yeah you hear you you, it's it's so fascinating in the book you get Mm -hmm. he meets he meets one person and um there's a lot of complaining and the person he continues like maybe the interpreter then he continues (laughs) yeah and when when Christiana meets that person the interpreter for example is like wow fantastic you're his wife we can't believe it come in stay with us it's a bit of a different <laughs> it's like christian you needed a lot of our help but then it's like it's like you know like oh actually you know i i guess like when we think of it in a real life situation like um it's anyone that we know who comes to christ basically yeah. And you're like, whoa, like when you really see that change in that person. So then let's say like two friends and um, the one has gone ahead and given their life to Christ. And you as the other um, party can really see that change in them. So if you, when you make that decision to give your life to Christ, I think actually like thinking about it, it does make it a bit easier. Yeah. in the sense like you've watched their journey it's not that yeah. because it was easy yeah but you've seen that through everything they went through um it's god possible. was actually still yeah. with them and yeah. they made it through yeah and i think that gives you the hope in the sense of um you know like oh th- what they went through was really bad but look at them yeah do you know what i mean so um, okay. uh, so, the, so you see yeah. that example, i guess for us it's, it's, yeah Sometimes we don't realize that we're actually living our lives as an example to others. Mm, 100%. And one day we too will join the great crowd of witnesses. And so we yeah. have to try and live our life as, you know, as, as the Bible says that we should be holy as he is holy. So we have to yeah. try and I'm going to put this in inverted commas. You can't see <laughs> live up to the standard um, right. um, that basically set a good example. Mm. People, Cause as you're saying, um, people behind us will see us as a testimony an example to follow and if we collapse then mm-hmm. i mean of course they're supposed to look unto christ but at the same time we are supposed to be good examples um yeah. so i just want to ask you did you have a favorite character in the book um yes my favorite character is actually hopeful <laughs> okay yeah. because you know even though he shows up like way later in the story um i think what I really liked about Hopeful was the fact that he was there with Christian in all the like sort of trials and tribulations that came later. Um, and it wasn't that he wasn't scared. Um, because they, yeah, they were both like scared in whatever situations or, but Hopeful, like he literally always had hope. Yeah, He yeah. would actually always um, 
he was always he, he would come up with the solution yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um he will literally be like oh i get it like what we have to do and it's like he could he saw past the situation right. and saw like the 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 sort of light at the end of the tunnel yeah um and you know i think that he was just like the perfect companion for um christian to finish his um journey with yeah. in the sense like you know he was literally there he was almost sort of helping him cheering him on like mm. when christian was like maybe he probably like looks like he wanted to give up it's like oh, just yeah, in that moment yeah. you know hopeful was like oh yeah you know like this is what this is this is what we need to do like and it's like oh oh yeah and you know like even there was parts of the story where um he was like more logical i'd say as well sometimes than christian um where i can't remember which part it was where they were supposed to go down one path Mm. sort of like when you joined him on the journey and um hopeful was saying to him like should we just stay on this path and he was like oh no you know we can do this and take a shortcut and you know and then um even like christian even felt bad in that moment where he realized oh i've actually led him astray yeah but it's like in all things again hopeful just you know there's hope literally so um i think actually he is my favorite character it's that literally just that there's always hope there's always um light at the end of the tunnel there's there's um there's always a solution you know like if we're still and listen there is light at the end of the tunnel and i think actually really true if i'm thinking about it now like hopeful would just take moments to just be still and then you kind of hear the voice of god don't you Mm -hmm. and um yeah and i think you know when when we do that you know our hope is restored our faith is restored and um yeah we can keep going forward you know so yeah he was definitely like one of my favorite like probably my favorite character actually apart from christian but yeah yeah i would say i would say the same thing basically for for all the reasons you've just said yeah Um, was there a character that you found challenging maybe because you didn't like them or Mm. because they really made you see like this is me this is i i can do better i I need to sort my life out oh this well so well there was a character i didn't like yeah (laughs) and then in terms of like mm, thinking so character i didn't like was mr worldly wiseman i think oh yeah yeah (laughs) he just made me think especially like you know when you're at the start of your journey as a christian Mm. you're gonna get wisdom I think that was probably wisdom. Yeah, like that. something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. At, right at the beginning of um, uh, Christian's journey, and he was just there, like, "Oh no, you don't want to listen to evangelist, you know? You need just go this way. You'll meet Mister um, Legality, and you oh, want to yeah. go into like the the town of morality, or you know." And it's like it was just actually making me think. And honestly, I love this book just because of how much it just makes you think um and you're thinking oh yeah like when you're like sort of on your journey especially like in the early days and to be honest even now you get people like you'll get people be like oh you're taking this a bit too serious like you know oh aren't you a bit too young for all of this oh you should be having fun oh what do you mean you can't do this you know you kind of think of yourself like worldly people and to be fair if they i mean we've all heard about the gospel but at the same time they've not accepted it so they're always going to be like trying to draw you back 
do you know what I mean especially like with friends like mm. if, if you used to do like certain things with like a particular group of friends and then now all of a sudden you're like you know like you just don't want to go clubbing and you don't want to do this you don't want to do that and then it's like oh my gosh you're just like so boring like what's wrong with you you know you're gonna like and you have to be so strong in your faith yeah um to not be sort of deterred but at the same time when you're a baby in Christ as well sometimes um you can it it, it can also be quite easy to get you to go back in the sense of um you know you you kind of feel like yeah you don't want to miss out and you don't want to be like do you know what I mean that Mm -hmm. that person that you know everyone's like oh you know um but you have to be so strong in your faith and actually understand that you've got something better you know and I think for me that was just where well, I was just like, oh, Mr. Worldly, whatever his name is. I was you, just like, oh. You reminded me you of know. another part in the book. Um, either Mr. Legality, when they yeah. went on a detour. Yeah. Christian to... actually thought that, oh, yeah, let me go this way. I think Legality it'll told be easier. it would be easier. Yeah. And he, start, he started climbing the mountain. Mm. And it was never ending. Oh, it's just like, <laughs> it was, yeah, literally. It just kept it, going on and on. And shortcuts, no, not no. always the best. No, he, just, <laughs> he had to turn back. And it's so true that legality and morality. Yeah. If you try and live your life by rules and regulations, you're mm. only going to get yourself tongue-tied and it's only going to get steeper and you're going to get tired and then you're just going to you know I'm done. I'm going to turn back. And actually, I think a lot of people, because... I don't know how this happens. There's a confusion about Christianity being about rules versus grace. And so some people think that they have to do stuff to earn it to, to yeah, not, I mean, not even the earning part. I think when people give their life to Christ, they know that it's about belief, but maybe to maintain that relationship, they think that it's a lot to do with rules and regulations. And then, they, no one can meet the rules and regulations and so a lot of people just quit shy away from it yeah, yeah. and i suppose it sorry carry on i was actually. just gonna say fortunately for christian he just went back to where he was in the path and just said <laughs> i'm a mess and <laughs> continued but yeah. like a lot of us out there in the real world we actually mm. just give up on christianity altogether yeah and i like actually how you mentioned that about like he kind of just went back and when you're talking about like um people think it's about rules and regulations and stuff like that but um and I think it was at that point he met um evangelist again yeah. and evangelist um was Christian was saying like you know oh my gosh I'm so like he was obviously very um in a repent repentful way and he, he said something and evangelist said yes you're forgiven like God, like you're already forgiven. God has mm. forgiven you. Like He's seen your heart. You've repented. He's forgiven you. Um, and it kind of just goes with that point, which is about it. It's not. It's not. It's not about like you said. It's not about the rules and the regulations. It's more about at the end of the day, we have God's grace. Yeah. You know. Also, we fall and we fall and we fall and we fall, and He literally stands there, ready to pick us up you know um but again it's about us making that attempt at just i one thing i i always um live my life by and believe is um that our example is christ yeah you know literally um 
you, when you, especially obviously in the New Testament, but like, you know, when you just see and read, you know, all the things that Christ did and what he says and stuff like that. And you're thinking to yourself, like, literally, he didn't just come to die on the cross for us. He came and made himself an example of how we should live our lives as Christians. Mm. And it wasn't about the rules and the regulations. It was forgiveness. Yeah. It was, um, he never actually condemned anyone for their sins. Like, looking at it, he always said, go and sin no more. Yeah. Like, your your faith has made you whole. It was always about our being faithful, believing, and it was showing us that our faith is what moves us forward. Mm you know um so i always think yeah we should he's he if we want to follow anything that's the that's a great starting point you know like of course we can't match up to him but we can but try yeah you know and just follow those things live our lives in um those same ways being forgiven um because at the end of the day god has also forgiven us you know um showing grace to others (laughs) <laughs> because we have the grace of god yeah. you know there's so many things we don't deserve but we have it yeah. um and yeah i think you're right when you say about the you know um rules and regulations um people think like oh like you literally have to follow this and follow that and if you don't um basically you're just going to hell yeah. um and it's kind of like oh my gosh like who like i mean everybody breaks rules at some points right um but not understanding it's more about the way we live our lives yeah you know um which is um like again I, it's, you do need like a really good sort of family of christians around you to help you understand that as well yeah, I think. Guide, um, right? Yeah, definitely. As, as, as the book says, that for both Christiana and Christian, both of them had guides mm-hmm. who had who had either encountered other people mm-hmm. and knew what was going on, or uh, no, actually, both of them were connected to Christ, connected yeah. to the to the to the one who had sent them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in order to even when we do make the mistake and we feel like quitting, mm-hmm. I think the key is to have somebody that you can turn to as you said the evangelist yeah, accountability who, as yeah, well yeah definitely who, um um christian turned to and yeah. was able to set him on the right path and say actually you mm-hmm. made a mistake you follow this junk person mm. no it's not about rules and regulations turn yeah. this way. and then Absolutely. it was on his way so yeah um, you were gonna you were gonna say about the character which was most um right so um yeah the one that um the one that actually made me think a lot right was um let me just get his name right um had to write it down because sometimes i forget the names of them it was um flatterer okay so i just think sometimes um we allow ourselves sometimes to Mm. sort of like when when something happens you think oh i did that do you know what i mean whereas it's like we need to always remember like it's the glory of god mm. it's it, it's all for his glory like it's his testimony he did it whatever he's done he's done it through you yeah. but it's him yeah 
um and I was just thinking like um in my old church I used to like be in a choir yeah and I remember like every time like before I if I was like doing a song initiation I would say a little prayer in my heart and I'll be like God just let this all be for you Mm. because I think it's so easy to like sort of just get caught up in like people just being like oh wow like do you know what I mean and thinking like (laughs) you're like oh yeah I did that that you know kind of thing and I think it's so important for us like to always just like I always say that little prayer in my heart um I would say like lord let just let it just be for your glory yeah you know like it's it's not about me it's about you and I don't want it to be about um it's not even about the voice it's about the heart of worship um that's what I want them to feel and not you know like the whatever of your voice like oh this person has a nice voice or whatever yeah. um, so, so what was it about flatterer you say his name flatterer what's his name flatterer in the so like um even in 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 that chapter where um he was saying like oh yeah i've heard of you like you did this christian and okay. he kind of started forgetting himself and was like yeah i thought like i fought dragons i defeated the dragons i i did this and yeah i overcame the the um pond of um, despondence and you know he was like really proud of himself in that moment but it it wasn't um yeah i'm grateful to god god did it all god saw me through Mm. in that moment he forgot who he was i would say and he just thought yeah it's all about me i did that yeah all glory comes to me and he had to like obviously get caught up <laughs> in the trap um before he started realizing that oh my gosh like you know and i mean he he was pre-warned or flatterer but i think even though we know the ways of the enemy yeah yeah we can still get caught up in it yeah you know so um even though i'm saying yeah flatterer but overall speaking it's just even just knowing like i said the ways of the enemy but we still allow ourselves to be um caught up in it yeah you know because in that moment you actually forget it's the enemy that's um doing this like playing this trick and you you allow yourself to fall into that trap and um you know you start to forget that everything about your life is to the glory of god you know every little thing is to god's glory mm-hmm. um you know and you start thinking like oh yeah you know yeah i i i'm great at this is you know self just whatever like mm-hmm. you know um but it's like every little gift we have whether it's singing like you said you love writing you know a beautiful gift given from god mm-hmm. um anything that we do you know it's like even like down to cooking Mm. it's like you know some people are so gifted in a craft of like they can do amazing things with like a few ingredients and it's like actually it's to the glory of god indeed and in everything that we have you might be thinking oh well how do i use cooking to glorify god of course you can there's so many things you can do to glorify god you can use it to um provide food for people you know a way of bringing people into the house of God, welcoming them into the house of God, um, you know. And again, going back to just evangelizing, um, there's so many different ways of doing that. 
you know, it doesn't always just have to be, um, you know, like just preaching. It can be through your testimonies. It can be through, um, like I said, if you have a gift, um, use that gift to bring people in. And I think obviously with this book as well, John Bunyan um, definitely did that um, because he's used this book to like, and I, I'm sure like so many people's lives were saved reading mm. this book, you know, um, he's, he's, he's just through this book. He's, he saved like he's one souls for Christ, I would say, mm. you know, so more than 400 years later, right? <laughs> literally, yeah. you know, and still going literally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 um, it's, it's just something that I think we have to be wary of, like not forgetting, um, who the like the the key character is in in everything and that's god and he's like the person who you know the being who like oversees everything in our lives and you know like literally all that glory you know must go back to him you know um so yeah no it just made me think it just kind of made me think of like when i think i was kind of just aware of like the fact of not getting caught up in like you know, it being about like me, my voice, my whatever, and just knowing that, you know what, Lord, as as I lead this administration, just let it be about like the heart of worship. Yeah. You know, I want people to like truly, truly, truly like register with the heart of worship. And it shouldn't be about the voice. It should be about like, because I sometimes somebody, I, I always find that it's not even for me, it's not about the voice. Like sometimes when I listen to certain people, they in in terms of like what people think they might be thinking like oh they they that's not a great voice mm. but it's not about that it's it, it goes beyond that because mm. when you truly worship you connect yeah. you know and i i that's that's what i connect with like you know so sometimes i hear people but i truly connect with what they like the worship within them mm. you know um and i think to me that that's where it's always got it always has to go back to that you know just everything back to god and what he created us for so um no that was just one thing that i thought oh yeah i was definitely wary of that (laughs) (laughs) i would say for me yeah uh, the character that was most i would say um challenging resonated or whatever word we want to use was mr fearing um I, I and it made me realize how much fear cripples everything that we're doing. Absolutely. 100%. When you, with him, it was quite fascinating because it wasn't that he didn't want to do it or didn't believe that he should do it. It was more he didn't think he could do it. Mm. Which was very interesting. He he went to the 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 pot this what is it, pond of despond this despondent yeah Yeah. and he just couldn't go forward but the thing that was even more bizarre Mm -hmm. is he knew he couldn't go backwards either he knew oh no of destruction was a mess (laughs) and he actually stayed at that pool for one month oh no and then that was just before he could even knock at the gate for them to let him go through and when he knocked to go through he said um no let the others go before me they're more worthy than (laughs) i am they're better than I. <laughs> and so oh one of the things, I think it was Mr. Greatheart that described mm. throughout that he didn't have actually a spiritual problem. His problem wasn't that he was maybe didn't believe, as I said, 
was unrighteous no it was literally fear and it was in his mind and often I think we don't understand or we forget that every time we procrastinate or hesitate out of fear mm-hmm. or thinking that we can't do it i mean the truth is we actually can't do it that's a given mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's christ who makes us do all things that's it we can yeah. do all things from him but every time we hesitate we're actually prolonging what needs yeah. to be yeah and recently i had this thought and it was it was really actually quite scary that mm-hmm. imagine if i am 15 years behind what i'm supposed yeah. to achieve like what god's will is for my life Mm-hmm. but i only have five years left <gasps> oh yeah <laughs> oh my god that that, that i personally believe is connected to perhaps any fear of oh, wow. that i might have had in my life so it really really challenged me to like actually just do it like that's a deep way to look at it you know just do it you know just don't think about the, the, the reality is you can't do it right mm. so anything that you're doing you have to just commit to god just try yeah he like we've said that you said earlier he works all things for our good yeah and actually you can't do anything without him right so Mm -hmm. you just have to ask for his help and jump in otherwise you're going to be sitting at this pond like this guy was for one month and let oh, other for you. Oh, like i can't go back it's terrible but um but 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 i can't get out and actually no that's so true like how many times have we just sat in our fear yeah and even just you saying that now, it's like it's so resonating with me because resonating with me because I'm like, and it it does come down to fear. To be fair, like so many years I've literally been like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna like start doing YouTube, mm-hmm. and I literally just haven't. Yeah. And it actually just it genuinely comes down to fear. Mm-hmm you know it comes down to fear but it's like you know what talking to you now I'm just like that's something that I just have to like be like you know what whatever God will guide me yeah you know but yeah we really do and sometimes I think we for we it it kind of like we, we we don't put it together as fear but when you like really think about it it's fear yeah do you know what I mean? And the fact that is that he stays there for one month. It's like in different situations in our lives, that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah, we're just and that. oh my gosh, yeah, like that's that's powerful. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> no that's got me thinking. It's like I said, it's, it was very challenging for me. So, uh, what would you say in this book? So one of the things I wanted to do in this podcast is like we've mm-hmm. spoken about how fantastic this book is, right? But yeah, the reality is we're all imperfect so there isn't gonna be there's definitely gonna be something that someone Mm. is gonna dislike about this book or Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a denomination isn't gonna necessarily think is correct Mm. what would you say would be something that people need to be wary of in the book or it may put them off as a reader the one thing that sort of stuck out to me as like again it just made me think that as christians sometimes we don't accept this um was when like they were caught by um the giant despair yeah and then um he took took them to his um to his castle and obviously he you know did terrible things to them locked them up and he literally said to them um kill yourself basically okay yeah you know kill yourself because there's no way out like there's nothing you can do um and 
I think sometimes as Christians, um, the topic of suicide, so mm. to speak, yeah. or, you know, it's kind of like, oh, like Christians don't kill themselves. But it, I, I think we probably all have heard of Christians who they do commit suicide. Mm. And unfortunately, yes, because we've, we may fall into despair. Yeah. And um, even as Christians, sometimes you don't know how to get out of it. Um, and you, you do, sometimes we do get lost as Christians and that's, 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 it's sometimes as a part of our walk, you know, and it's, um, it's sad and unfortunate that sometimes, um, you know, some of us may get to a point where we can't see past that despair yeah. in that moment, you know, and, um, you know, people do decide to end it all. And, you know, even in the book, um, they could see like others before them who had decided yeah. to like, you know, so you're like, not all the bones, like not understanding thinking, Oh, it's eating, eating them or whatever. But it's like, it's the bones of them that have, literally they've just decided that, like, okay, there truly is no way out. Like he's a giant. Mm. Um, well, how are we going to get away from this? He's like beating us, you know, he's done all these terrible things to us. Um, which is like, it's part of life. Right um we go through some terrible things sometimes yeah. in life um I mean really terrible things some people go through you know and then they think to themselves as a Christian how do I get through this how do mm. I you know it's it's not seeing because you know we're as much as we're Christians but we're also in this fleshly you know in this body which it, it's it's a corruptible body and yeah. it's it's subjected to um the 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 evils um of the devil and he's able to like put thoughts in our minds and you know i think sometimes as christians we may find it hard to accept that you know sometimes um not every christian gets past that which is really sad gets past that their despair so to speak yeah. um they can't see past whatever that terrible situation that has happened and they think the best thing they can do because the pain is just too much is end it yeah you know and um I think sometimes not every like you you have to be in a different space to be able to understand that like it's really sad that people do that but mm. it happens you know because when you think of a Christian you don't think of a Christian as committing suicide yeah that's not something you sort of naturally associate with somebody who says oh I'm I'm a Christian you know but it is something that it, it does happen like yeah. I feel like even in this day and age it does happen um um but you know I think it, to me it just made you me think um when people when people are going through things sometimes you know sometimes you don't but always sort of encouraging people you know just to 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 know that there is actually light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Like the situation looks really terrible right now. And, you know, no denying it might be, you know, um, like I literally have people in my mind I'm thinking of as I'm even saying this. And, but it's like, you are going to come out the other side. Like there's a reason for everything, you know, like the devil used this to like try and bring you down. But, you know, just trusting God's word that it, things will be turned around. Yeah. 
you know, like if I use like a personal example, um, so in 2017, I lost one of my sisters and obviously that it was really hard, like for me, mm-hmm. like for all of us, but then it was super hard for my mum, you know, and I think it, it's just a terrible thing when a parent has to like bury a child, Yeah, you know, and at that point, like my mum was saved. But at the same time, she had to work, I would say she had to work really hard to um, not to fall in despair, I would say, mm-hmm. because you, you know, you start kind of hearing the questions that are being asked, like, you know, she was saying, but God, I pay my tithe, you know, um, I do this, I do that, I'm faithful, like, because it's hard, you know, it's, it's your, it's, that's your child, like, mm-hmm. it's hard, but then it's like, you know, we're, we're so thankful that God is truly faithful, you know, like she was able to like sort of let go <laughs> mm-hmm. and just be like, you know what, well, let thy will be done. Yeah. You know, and um in all things we may not understand why it happened, but like something will come out of it good. You know, it may not be now, it may be years from now, but we'll always go back to that moment or we might remember like, oh, like when we felt like questioning God to say why, but then you remember like that verse that came in your mind that said, um, God will turn every situation around for your good. And then, you know, when that actually happened, you kind of understand the plans of God and you understand why things had to happen this way. And like, you know, um, so I think like, again, with our own testimonies, we can encourage other people you know and I think that's where it's really like I think that's where testimonies are so important um as well like they play a great role in like just encouraging people yeah um you know sometimes we do kind of keep our testimonies to ourselves but Mm. you know I think it really encourages people um because you never know who's going through something that you've actually gone through or Mm. you know something you can actually help with or point them in the right direction or somebody who can but um but no it got me thinking that you know this is where you need um your your army of um christians around you your who 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 keep you accountable who keep you um above water you know because even in that um situation you could see that um um hopeful you know he was he he Although yes, he was scared too, but he also um was saying uh, Yeah, like yeah. he was like, This is oh yeah, no, this is this this is this is this is what we want to do. This is exactly what he wants actually. He wants us to be in despair. We need to like remember like the Lord and we need to, you know, and you need people like that around you, you know. Um and I think that's why when we talk about fellowship as well, it's really, really important that we um fellowship with one another and as much as I've been on this Christian journey for like quite a while now, but we don't know everything, yeah, 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 you know, and it's, it's like, even with that, it's really quite recently that I actually found, um, well, through Bible studies found, found a verse, which, um, cause I was like, well, you know, when people say I, I don't have to go to church, mm. you know, I was thinking, how do I debate this with them? Because, mm. You know, because I think it's so important to provide scriptures, yep. you know, that support. And then, um, yeah, I came across the verse where Jesus literally said, um, you know, we should fellowship. We should not, you know, basically don't play with fellowship with each yeah. other, you know. And I thought, 
that's him commanding us right there telling us like like it's important for us to be together to go to church and you know um because it, you are gonna like even when you try to talk to people about god and whatever you're gonna get so many like <laughs> arguments nice. about nice. it there's a line in the book right <laughs> where um someone says there are so many strange opinions in the world and basically mm. that's what you get yeah strange opinions you know i want to say that uh, i don't know how god does this right Mm. but it's it's quite amazing so yeah. you said a lot right i didn't actually think <laughs> about the the suicide aspect um yeah. in the book um i hadn't mm. thought of that at all and why i'm saying that god is amazing is when you were talking mm. i was thinking well i was thinking about a lot of things so mm. i am my brother um, mm. i'm one of the people that had a covid de- a death in the family during mm. the covid series series season yeah. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't covid my older brother actually took his own life oh, wow. so i have oh, exposure sorry, to yeah, suicide that. um no worries no worries. Yeah. Well, yeah by god's yeah. grace we are doing yeah. well the family as well yeah. um, but what i was thinking as you were saying it is that one of the things that the enemy does to people who find themselves in the state where they're suicidal is he makes them think that they're the only ones yeah, and so he prevents them from having a conversation with somebody and being encouraged, and just even from you and I here, like Olive and I yeah. have never spoken about this situation. Before. Like literally, like, whoa. and the two of us have experienced the same thing. Yeah. And so, one of the things I want to say to anyone out there who does have suicidal thoughts is that actually you're not alone. And you're as Olive has has said, is that there are actually people in your life that you can actually reach out to and just speak about what you're going through and nine times out of ten in fact i want to say ten times out of ten but you know you can never be perfect about anything you're gonna find someone trustworthy maybe older than you or the same age who has been through exactly what you've gone through and can say like hopeful that there is hope that there is light at the end of the tunnel even for me as I was um, reflecting over my brother's um, life one of the things that I realized is he like what he was going through was normal for his age and for his current setup but perhaps because he didn't relate to people or have fellowship um, he didn't know that um, like Olive said there is hope I mean there are people who what you're what you're going through and what we've been through and the best thing the solution to of course first of all is to cast our cares onto christ right yeah cast our cares onto to, to jesus to jesus the song says that he cares for us he gives us a his his burden is light yeah. and that's the first point but then in the midst of that the bible also tells us that we should confess our faults one to another and then we'll get healing and often the enemy makes us isolated. He wants us to feel that there's no one like us. We're the mistake. There's no hope. That's but it. There well, is you know. light at the end of the tunnel. And um, <clears throat> we just need to speak to somebody. And um, yeah, um, just to let everyone know. That oh, wow. God, God is good. God, God is powerful. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, um, um, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm surprised, but I am. But then I'm not like god is so good how um how um he 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 can do that 
you know um you know when I saw that literally that's what I was thinking about like just you know Christians do commit suicide um but it's amazing that I'm here we're talking about this and somehow there's some kind of connection yeah um and I think God is so good like God is so good and I think he's such an on-time God with everything um and you know we me and you might not understand the reason why this part of it is even coming to it like that but you know there's a reason for everything and um I genuinely think somebody's gonna hear what you've just said and um it's gonna resonate with them as well um because that's that's exactly what it is it's that isolation isn't it um and you literally feel like you're by yourself um like you said like there's nobody else going through what you're going through and obviously you feel like you're never you can't see that you're never you're not going to be in this situation forever basically and it's that you know going back to that that um the the one quote which is yay though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death sometimes we walk through that valley but we don't understand that god is with us yeah in that valley and when we don't if actually, you know, thinking about it in some way, if you don't understand that God is with you, even though he's with you, but somehow he's not. Yeah. Because you don't see him, basically. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's quite powerful what you just said, actually. And I think it's amazing that you actually shared that. Um, you know, and, and we're thankful, you know, that God has uphold, upheld all of you as a family because, you know, it doesn't matter who you are and how strong your faith is. Something like that can't be very easy to go through. But, um, you know, like, like his word says, um, in all things, he turns it around and something will come out of it. Definitely. You know, to, to glorify him and, you know, even to sort of give comfort to you, to you as a family as well. Um, but yeah, I just think, you know, honestly, God is so good and he's so faithful um, in all things. <laughs> so people who have, because this has been a dark period for a lot of people in terms of losing loved people in yeah. various different ways. And then also for those people who ne- haven't lost anyone during this period, it's also triggered feelings of um loss because of yeah. people that have been close to them that they've lost in the past but you know as we keep saying throughout this whole podcast that there is hope and although we don't see it the thing it's the great thing about christianity is we have the promise of the future we have the promise of the other side mm-hmm. and um like in the book that what kept christian and christiana going was the fact that they could see heaven and yeah. same, it's for us that we we have this promise this hope that yeah. when all is said and done, we'll be reunited. And just to say that I think one of the tricks that also that the enemy plays on us who are saved is he makes us give a judgment on the lives of the people that are lost, uh, mm-hmm. who have passed, sorry. So a lot of the time we find it difficult to move on in our lives because we are thinking, is my loved one in heaven or hell? Oh, hell. Right. The reality yeah. is none of us know. Mm. anyone's position with god before they passed away and so mm. we we need to maybe not make that as a leave not use that as a distraction to push mm. ahead mm. and just believe the best 
that mm-hmm. what Philippians tells us to do is to think on what things that are pure and good yeah. and not to be distracted by thoughts of is this person in hell is this person in heaven we don't know mm-hmm. doesn't matter how sudden the death was yeah who really knows what the person's state was with God before they left this earth mm-hmm. so let's not I mean one of the things that I've decided to do is to not allow that to be a distraction to me yeah and I just hope yeah. for others that they too won't allow that to be a distraction for them yeah you know yeah um just to move thank you for sharing that like that is so like strong and so powerful and like I I don't imagine it's easy to share but you know I think and I I I actually believe that it is genuinely going to encourage somebody you know and even in my own way it's literally just encouraged me but I genuinely think somebody who may be in that the same similar situation will be encouraged to understand like even if they're at that point just to think um you know what let me just try let me just go and speak to somebody because sometimes it's literally just that you know what let me go and speak to somebody and just unburdening yourself talking to somebody that you find out that oh actually it's not that bad yeah you know um but sometimes we can't see past our own like oh, can't see past yeah. anything you know and I I think one of um the things we should always pray is to always just just to have that hope and to have that faith and know that um in every situation we face as bad as it gets you know like God doesn't leave us you know um if we think about um job in the bible mm you know, everything he faced, like he faced it all, you know, he lost everything. He was such a rich man. He had faith in God. Um, but the devil literally was like, I need to show you God that he only loves you because of everything you've given him. And he, he, he lost it all, you know, children, home, riches, you know, got sick, you know, the wife was saying like, curse your God. And he was just like still faithful, and it's not easy to remain that. But I say that to say that um, God doesn't leave us, you know. And in all of that, He restored him, you know. So we could go through. And honestly, every time actually I think of that story of Job, I'm always like, I I I don't even want to be him, you know. And that's genuinely me saying that. Like I always think, oh, I would like I don't know if I'd want to be tested like that. Because that's that's a lot. He he went through a lot, you know. But um, you know, as the saying goes, God doesn't give us what so what we can't carry, so yeah. to speak, yeah. you know. Um, and it's just us just trusting and believing that um, he he will, we will overcome, and we will, you know, we we will be joyful we will you know rejoice we will be happy and we will look back and understand our story just like what you said earlier that you could you didn't really like the first part of uh, pilgrim's progress but then when you read it the second part like you made the connection and you're like oh you know it it all kind of came together like he was this annoying then but then like i understand like why now kind of thing so it's not and I think that actually is such a great um, point in itself, you know, because sometimes we don't understand or accept 
certain things but then later on it makes sense to us yeah and I think that's what's so amazing about um the god that we serve you know our heavenly father um it might not make sense to us but it does to him yeah and it will come to a point where it will make sense to us yeah there's there's an amazing quote that i like that basically says what you just said yeah it says we live life forwards but understand it backwards literally so yeah agree so i mean we we, we've spoken a lot i mean yeah, <laughs> probably need to round that. Up. <laughs> Oops, I'm one of those ones that took you over two hours, Jay. <laughs> um, one of them. <laughs> um, uh, what would you? So, in our final, I ask these three questions to everyone that comes on the yeah. podcast. So, yeah. first question is, what? I mean, people are struggling with reading, mm-hmm. um, finding time. Do you have any tips or reading habits that you can share with our audience? Um, to me, I would say you firstly got to read what you find interesting. So even as a Christian, read about what you find interesting. So if, as a Christian, maybe you want to understand finances, find a book that um, speaks about that, but from a Christian perspective. Um, if your interest as a Christian is about marriage, or, you know, understanding what a healthy marriage looks like in Christ, um, I'd say find a, you know, find a good read um, that is about that. But um, I think when we just like, oh, well, I want to read, but I want to read like a Christian book, but you just don't know where to begin. Yeah. But I think like in all things, you've got to start where with, with your interest. Yeah. So something that you're interested in, something that you really want to know more about. If it's about faith, then, you know, find a good book on faith um so yeah i think that for me that's really like my top tip and really what i would say on that okay. yeah cool and do you have a favorite author i mean to be fair with you really and truly obviously john bunyan <laughs> <laughs> like i actually his books are so um he's got another one called the holy war yeah and um that's also such a good book like again he's got all these characters in that one um I just I think what it is with me is I love the analogies um and I can relate with them so I think that's why you know I really really like his books but um apart from him like you know one of my other favorite authors is um the church where I go the bishop um you know he's written quite a few books and I think also um I just I I love his style of writing um you know it speaks to me it it can it it i connect with it in a way that um it's so easy for me to understand how to implement it in my own life okay. you know and um yeah what's his name um bishop michael adwesi okay. um so yeah if anybody has a moment he's got a few books pick them up i'm um actually reading um one that he wrote a few years ago on marriage um it's called marriage paradise restored and um you know whether you're married or single it's like it's it's, it's such a good read it's like a really good read it talks about everything in marriage literally very good 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 good. and and i was gonna ask you for three to five books you recommend but you've already recommended two so (laughs) So, yeah like obviously um i would say go and read pilgrim's progress it's really good so there's lots of different versions out there um there's literally like um 
a version where because I think some people might find it a bit hard to read certain versions just because it's like got the old English um but you've got versions which are like just you know plain simple yeah Yeah. um it's such a good read um you know I think it helps you to understand your walk with Christ in such a, a way that it's like oh okay you know, and probably help you to accept a lot more of the um, challenges, etc., that we go through. Um, again, he's got another book. I think I mentioned it already. The Holy War, also like a really good book, which is um, it's 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 about the the fight for for man for man's soul, okay. literally. So the town in that is called Mansoul, and you know you have like Emmanuel, who represents Christ. He's the prince, and um. You have, um, I think it's Diablo, which is, you know, the devil. Yeah. And, you know, he's there. it's like this fight, basically, to he's trying to, like, take over man's soul. Um, and, again, you have all these characters, um, um, which he likes to do, like, name, like, people. Yeah. With um, things that, traits, like, yeah, traits, like, yeah. exactly, yeah. And then, obviously, like I said, um the church where I go to, Bishop Michael Adwesi, um, got quite a few books. He's got one on faith, um, which is also a really good read. Um, and also um, the one I'm reading currently, Marriage um, Paradise Restored. Um, it's really good. Like what I love about it, it's it's not trying to be all fancy. And because I think sometimes when we read as well, like the language um, can be like, oh, off-putting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest I mean that's me anyway but it's just straightforward like I love a book that when I read it I can really visualize it like I can really relate and see it um like it kind of comes to life when I read it for me um and yeah so I think um those are some of the books I will recommend and yeah thanks so much and uh to the audience all those books will be linked on my website so Olive, thanks so much for your time. This has been a great conversation. Yeah. We'll speak soon. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Bye. Bye. I hope this episode has stirred up your faith and encouraged you as much as it's encouraged me. If you have been impacted by any of the topics discussed in this episode, I do hope you're able to reach out to a trusted person who can speak with you, encourage you and pray with you, whether that be a family member, friend, pastor or counsellor. I know that attending a Christian grief counselling course really helped me and I'll put a link of that course up on my website as well as a link to the Pilgrim's Progress. My website address is www.jeancabasomi.com slash podcasts. That's www.jeancabasomi.com slash podcasts. If you like this episode, could I please encourage you to do four things? Firstly, Hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Second and thirdly, rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google, Podcast Addict or Audible, maybe somewhere else. It really helps the algorithms get the podcast into the hands of other potential listeners. And lastly, can I ask you to share this podcast with anyone who might be interested in hearing about good Christian books? Well, that's all from me. Thanks for listening. God willing, I'll be back next week. Until then, keep reading and seeking the Lord. God bless. Bye.